patrón. Well, 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 beautiful people, best damnation. Welcome to the show. This is the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, and I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. Uh, first of all, I have the man who is on an absolute high after this weekend. He brought all the peoples out in this bull city, shut down the entire city. <laughs> Playing the classic hits of Beyonce. Uh, the show was absolutely amazing. I've heard a lot of great feedback from it. Designers, models, uh, attendees, uh, sponsors, everyone alike loved LP's event. Give it to them, the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. The, the entrepreneurs of entrepreneurs. <laughs> The genie, the dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast. LP is in the building. What's going on, man? What's going on? Oh, man. Everything's pretty good. We're going to ask you what's, what's going on uh, this weekend on that show, my brother. Uh, heard a lot of good stuff. We're going to get into it in a minute. But first, I will be remiss if I did not interview and introduce the great. Mr. Everything, the wrestler of wrestlers, the king of the ring, uh, Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. <laughs> now, am I getting interviewed today? Uh, what, what, did we change something? Like, yeah, we're going to change something up, you know what I mean? Make squeeze a little uh, Mr. Everything interviews everybody in there, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> What's up, what's up, good fellas? Good fellas, what's going on? Oh, man, you know, as the old folks say, blessed and highly favored, my brother. Uh, we're doing good. Thank you for watching us. You could be anywhere in the world, but you ain't right here checking out your boys. Uh, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, thank you for watching us watching the show uh make sure you engage during the show i love to have fan interactions uh and us to read live questions for the beautiful people uh but fellas i gotta go ahead and get into it lpz tell us a little bit about the fashion show man the whole experience from start to finish putting it on ending it uh i can tell that you're on an emotional high right now my brother how was the show Oh man, it was uh, it was amazing. Uh, it was uh, roughly four hundred plus um, people in the building for it. Uh, we had a amazing turnout. The show went well. The show went smooth. You know, with all shows, you got bumps and little bumps here and there. But mm -hmm. you know, I so I know how to you know tweak it when things happen. I mean, everybody was happy. Everybody loved the show. A lot of people came to me afterwards. Um, asking me, you know, when's my next show and all that kind of stuff that people ask you when I'm <laughs> I'm tired from this show. Uh, but 
I am working on something else already. Um, but yeah, it was a it was it was a great show, man. I was I, I was very pleased. It definitely all my visions of stuff came came to light, which was you know even better. You know when you create something and then seeing it give come to life is, is amazing. So you know this all in all, man, it was it was it was just a great you know a great thing. And I still got more videos and photos to post this week. This remainder of the week, I'm posting all Renaissance stuff. Then I'll be back on my photography stuff next week. Oh, man, I don't care if you uh, post the Renaissance stuff for the next two months, my brother. Uh, that's why you're supposed to do it. You shut the shit city down. Uh, squeeze about 400 folks in one location, man. Uh, and you put on a bang run of a show. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, the entryway that you have for uh, the models. It looked like uh, some very shiny balloons. It looked like almost like a gateway portal. You know what I'm saying? Like you took a portal to the beehive. You know what I'm saying? It was, it's funny because that's kind of the idea. I, I, got a, I got a thing here that I shoot with. It's called a light box. And it's basically this box I made with lights in it. And you you shoot inside the box. Mm -hmm. So when I came over this show, I wanted to kind of incorporate that into show and make it seem like the models were coming out of like another universe or another realm. Um, my sister-in-law, she does balloons and stuff. So she, I, she came down from New York. She flew all the way from down from New York just to uh, do that setup for me. So then with the setup and you see the pictures and the visuals, it literally just looked like we stepping out of stuff. So I was super, I love seeing pictures from it because I, I got sketches where you can just see me sketching it out and making sure it's going to work and this and the third and and when it came out, man, it was just it was just crazy. Oh man, that is awesome, my brother. Uh, it looked like a very very fun show. It looked like you had a band up there too, man. I saw the band getting down. Tell us a little bit about the band that you had planned. Yeah, I had uh, the uh, the um, Immortal Sting is the Durham Hillside Marching Band. So on the top the top balcony, I had the marching band. On the stage, I had a regular band and a DJ. So my music was all played by a band, a regular band and a DJ. The marching band, they did my intermission and they did my intro. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's another thing. I was, I, was, I was watching Coachella, uh, Beyonce's, when she performed at Coachella. She had a, you know, she used a lot of marching music and band. And I was like, man, I should put that in the show. Had mm -hmm. no idea what happened. I just started making posts on Facebook and people connected me to the right people. And it was in Durham, and this and is the Durham uh, High School, so that was even 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 you know a better com uh, connection, right? And, yeah, that, I mean everybody loved it. Everybody was surprised. Like people people don't normally do stuff that I do in fast shows. It's normally walking up and down the runway, simple stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know I'm a creative. You know we all are creative, and I would get bored, and I don't and I wouldn't want to do it no more if I had to keep on doing the same mess. <laughs> Every show I do has to have a theme, and I got to create something. I got to, you know, I got to make it pop a little bit more. Every from here on out, everything. Yeah, I know that. Uh, you come from a modeling troupe, the world of the modeling troops. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of got a grasp on how to put a show and how to put a production together and add different elements to make it interesting That's instead of just, you know, skinny models walking down the runway. You know how to put on the whole show and the whole production where people are enjoying themselves uh, full full circle, man. So that's a great thing. Um, you say you planning another one right now? Yeah, I, I got a lingerie show I'm going to do uh, near the end of this year. 
And then I want to do another show until the end of next year. The, the, the next show that I'm doing next year, I want to do a lot with it. So I'm taking the whole entire year off. Well, not taking it off. I'll be doing stuff in between, but I won't be doing that. I'm doing one show next year. <laughs> trying to keep it to a minimum. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make. You know, one thing with doing shows around here, sometimes when it's different, you don't know how people gonna respond to it. So you got to make sure you build it right. Like nobody's done a show with a with a theme from a, a music a music artist. Nobody does that. So even going in, I was like, is this gonna, is this gonna work? Is this gonna work? And then I just, you know, put my faith in God and just and push it in. And it works every time. God, God never lets me down on you know, Hey man, you you putting out the uh, the final word already, my brother. for <laughs> 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 the good. You gotta wait for the end of the show for that. <laughs> oh man. But that's awesome, man. Uh if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, go to, to uh LP social media, man. You can see everything that he got going on uh, from the, the Renaissance Fashion Show. Uh, like I said, it was absolutely great event, man. And LP knows how to put him on, Jack. You know what I'm saying? So you did your thing. I'm proud of you, my brother. We salute you here at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. That was not an easy feat to do, but you did it with grace and poise, my brother. And you represented for the city. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we congratulate you, my friend. Thanks. All right. Mr. Everything, what's happening, partner? What's going on with you? Man, sitting in this bus, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm still at work. Well, I just got off, but I figured I'd pull over somewhere so that way the beautiful people can see my beautiful face. <laughs> there it is. There it is, man. You got any uh, wrestling events coming up, sir? Oh, man. All right, listen. I'm booked every weekend up until August. Like, my schedule is crazy right now. Uh, and it's only going to get even crazier because I got some big things, big, big things, better, big things coming up. Um, but this Saturday, I will be in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Next week, I'll be in Charlotte the entire weekend because the first, actually, uh, the fifth, I'm wrestling against Gunner. Okay. Uh, Gunner, so that's Gunner, Gunner uh, formerly, uh, formerly known as one of the guys from the Forgotten Sons. I can't remember his name. From Forgotten I can't Sons. remember his name from Forgotten Sons either. But he was an absolute beast on, uh, on NXT with the Forgotten Sons, man. And then when he they came to the main roster, he started doing his thing on his own, and then kind of, kind of got lost in the sauce a little bit. But uh, I know yeah. he's doing his thing on the indie scene, man. So that's that's a big match coming up for you, man. That's a big solid boy. What's your game plan? Uh, knock him out quick and <laughs> get the pen and go home. That's it, man. I ain't, ain't going to waste no time with this man. He's been doing it all with everybody all over the place. So, uh, And it's for a championship. It'll, it'll be the very first uh, square circle championship, um, you know, match. So yeah. whoever wins this t this match is going to be the first champion of the company. And oh, I, ain't letting him, I ain't letting him do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so we, we're going to see what's going to happen. All right, man. Well, whenever that match happens, just let us know, brother. We, you know, we can go and check that out. Uh, that's going to be a big match for you. So hopefully uh, you pull out the W, bring back the championship, and put boots to ass. Absolutely. <laughs> Did I be Victor Three Belts? 
Three bits. All right, my <laughs> man. Well, we uh we we got your back, MC Cataract. You know what I'm saying? We got you, man. <laughs> Appreciate you. We got you, man. Uh, we're also missing another member here at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, Chef Showtime. Uh, Chef Showtime was out sick, man, so we're we sending all kind of healing vibes to you, Chef, uh, waiting for you to come back on the show and cut the food uh, with us, man. So get better, my friend, uh, and then, you know, just engage with us, man. You know what I'm saying? While you watching the show, uh, go ahead and shoot your questions at only Chef can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, beautiful people, let's get down to business. Uh, it's been a lot of wrestling news and stuff going on, man. Uh, let's go ahead and get to it. Fellas, let's go ahead and start with uh, SmackDown. This past SmackDown has some, some really good matches on there, man. Um, and it kind of shocked me. For me, to be honest with you, SmackDown has been kind of still the last two or three uh, weeks just because it looked very similar to Monday Night Raw in a lot of aspects. Uh, you have wrestlers going from both brands, and everybody's kind of sh- trying to show up and show out before this draft hits because it's, uh, man, it's every man for themselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody got to start to look good. Um, and we're going to talk about our, our top draft picks in a minute because on uh, SmackDown, this coming Friday is when the first uh, half of the draft begins. And we're going to see some things shake up uh, hopefully soon with some of these matches, man. Um, but let me talk about a couple of things real quick. Uh, we had the Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus the Viking Raiders. Uh, the match itself was a decent match. It was pretty good. They had a spot in the match where Braun Strowman is, uh, is, a, very, is a very large guy. You know what I'm saying? He's about, probably about 6'8", uh, pushing close to 300 pounds, if not more than that. Um, Braun Strowman is huge. And so part of his uh, tag team move is to throw his partner around. He throws Ricochet <laughs> Who is a smaller guy? And Ricochet is an absolute superstar. He doesn't need anybody to throw him around to do anything. But Ricochet uh, <laughs> does this tag team move where he allows his partner to throw him into another person. Well, uh, this past Friday, that did not work out the way that they hoped. Uh, <laughs> Braun Strowman grabbed Ricochet by the armpit, slung him halfway across the ring, and he missed the opponent. He fell very awkwardly. It looked like it hurt the way he fell. It was not a good spot. Um, and everybody started talking about that one spot where Braun Strowman threw Ricochet and they messed up, botched the move, man. ILP, um, you being a Braun Strowman supporter and hater, I know this brought pure joy to you. <laughs> I know this brought absolute joy to you, sir. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. What do you think about uh, the Ricochet versus uh, Ricochet Braun Strowman versus the Viking Raiders match. And what do you think about that big ass botch that Braun Strowman had when he tried to throw a Ricochet into one of the Viking Raiders and missed? I'm not even going to care. I, I was making a sandwich as soon as that match started. I, I missed this botch. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Like anytime oh. Braun comes out, I don't even watch. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not invested in Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Is anybody really invested in this? But six and seven year olds, like 
you know they about to have Braun fight. One of the, they about to fight each other or get split in this draft. But no, I I don't care about the Viking Raiders either. So yeah, I, I was I literally said this is a make a sandwich man. Now I got to go back and watch this. Like then, I, oh, I would I wish Chef was here. I would have made sure I would have went back and watched it. <laughs> oh man, listen, it was an absolute horrible botch. Um, I, I wish that it didn't happen, Mister Everything. Did you have a chance to check that out? Yeah, but first of all, let's start calling it a botch, okay? Let's uh, let's let's stop using that term. Yes, yes, let's stop using that term because <laughs> it's not ballet, okay? It's not supposed to look perfect every time. If it does, then what would be the purpose of watching it, right? Uh, but yes, I did see the spot where he missed his opponent. Um, I mean, every boxer doesn't hit every punch. Every MMA fighter doesn't hit every kick. So every wrestler is not going to hit every spot. It happens. Um, but the spot, the, the thing I do want to talk about or add to was, and I love you, Adam, I do, was him falling out of the ring when he was trying to get born back on the apron. I don't know why or how that happened, but he threw Ricochet, and I guess he figured, well, since he fell, I'm going to fall right along with him just to make him feel better. I don't know. I don't know why he did it, but um, they'll, they'll figure it out, man. I mean, the, these two have two different dynamics in terms of um, wrestling styles. You know, Braun is the big brute of the team, and Ricochet is the high flyer. He can bounce around all over the place. Um, Braun has had his moments with going to WrestleMania when he's trying to do different things um, unorthodox to his style, his size, like the big frost flash off the top rope. Um, so, you know, they, they're trying. They're trying different things. And like I said, everything is not going to work perfectly every time. So hopefully next time they try that spot, it, it'll work out to you guys' perfection. So you won't call it a botch anymore. Man. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> I don't I don't know what effect they were trying to have with that whole entire move, to be honest with you. Go ahead, LP. I got a question for Mr. Everything since he don't like the word botch. If you were ever on the YouTube show Botchamania, would you be upset or would you laugh about it? You know what I'm talking about? I know you know what Botchamania is. Yeah, I know you know, I know what I'm talking about. Would you be uh, upset? I would, I would be I would laugh about it. Um Mainly because uh, publicity is publicity. You know what I'm saying? You're giving me free advertisement. Um, at the end of the day, people are going to go back and say, okay, well, look, let me look up this, this Victor Andrews guy and see how bad he really is. And they go and say, okay, well, he just made a mistake in one match. I've had matches where I've made mistakes, where I went to go jump to the top rope and the rope may slide up under you and I just fall flat on my damn back and look crazy. Um, so it, it happens all the time. You can't expect everything to go perfectly. You mean? You got to think about it, a 10-minute match, they're going balls to the wall the entire time. So uh, fatigue can set in. Um, you know, uh, Some guys may be wearing baby oil. Ricochet might have on some baby oil and he slipped out of his hands or sweat or whatever, you know. Or the Viking Raiders could have been out of out of place from where they thought that they were going to be when, whenever Braun got ready to do Ricochet. So, uh, yeah, if I was on Botchmania... I wouldn't even I wouldn't be bothered with it. I'd be like, okay, cool. It's another platform for them to showcase who I am. And then people are gonna come back and say, Okay, well, I've never known this guy, but now I do. All right, because you have been up there before I've seen you. <laughs> really? 
You was you were you were you were up there, but you weren't up there. You were up there uh, as one of the Lassie sisters. So I guess technically you was on it, but you won't. <laughs> they, they was they was they were talking about they were talking about uh Bobby, but you just happened to be on there at the time. So I was just wondering. <laughs> Somebody drop an asshole on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's talk about it real quick. And I know uh, we've had some pretty big botches, man, that, that happens. How do you, as a wrestler, recover from the botch? You know, I know that whenever you miss a spot, that can kind of either you can pick it up within the rest, finish off the match and, and really pick it up, or you can let it affect you for the rest of the match, man. Have you ever seen a botch that affected the rest of the entire match from from a wrestler uh, that was uninjured? I understand the injuries play a part, but have you ever seen a botch where somebody messed up and they like, man, it just got in their head and they just let it mess them all, all up? You see it a lot, and the main reason why you see it so much is because these guys they look at their matches as a script, and the moment you miss that spot in your script, you just blown the entire you know the rest of the match. Um, they they try to remember everything, and it's it's more so of for some guys it's nervousness. Some of them they don't know how to fight, so they don't know how to cover something in terms of um you're trying to win a fight. So yeah, you may have missed the spot that you're trying to do, but at least cover it up to where you you punch guy, grab him or something. Um, yeah, you see it a lot, man, especially on the indies because a lot of these guys they want to uh. They want to wrestle for the boys instead of the fans, you know, and, and that's why I tell a lot of guys, stop calling everything in the back. Go out there and fill the fans out. Let let them tell you if they're excited about what you're doing or they're not. Um, so that way, that eliminates the, the situations where you can have a, a botch or a missed spot or whatever. Um, but the main reason why a lot of these guys do, and it happens to them, is because they try to remember everything in the moment that they forget um, and they screw up. Or they remember what it is and they screw up the spot and then they can't recover fast enough to do the next thing. Maybe the next thing is a high flying spot or whatever. Um, then it, it makes everything else just kind of worse. Uh, it takes really good ring generals to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to call an audible. Let's do this and then get to the next thing instead of trying to go back and do the same thing over again and then make it look even worse. Yeah, man. Um I, I think having a big budget can be very difficult to come back from. Um, to be honest with you, we saw uh, your boy Top Dollar. Once Top Dollar had that botch, man, uh, and hey, Michael, Cole, Michael Cole <laughs> started burying his ass on on commentary. You haven't really seen Top Dollar like that since then. Nope. I mean, he has one or two matches, but other than that, I have not seen Hit Row at all perform in, in a positive light since that botch, man. Um, and I know they had a couple of matches, but as far as, you know, the steam that they had first coming in, well, the steam that they had uh, first being developed in NXT and then being brought to the main roster and then being fired and then half of Hit Road getting brought back, you know, Shane Strickland stayed, went to AEW and he's doing his thing over there. Uh, but once they brought them over, they had a little bit of steam and then that it's like a wet fart in the wind. It just, <laughs> it just, you heard it and then it was just like nothing, just, you know, just sagging this. Um, and I know that 
kind of hurt his career. There's a couple of other wrestlers whose uh, biggest moments were botched moments. You know what I'm saying? So as a wrestler, mentally, how do you come back from that once you have a big botch? Uh, you just got to stay in the moment. That's all I can really tell him. You know, stay in the moment and stay focused on the fact that you're trying to win a fight. Um, I mean, look at when Brock Lesnar did the uh, shooting star press off the top rope and went head first into the mat. Um, wrestling Kurt Angle. I mean, you just kind of just kind of stay in the moment. And like I said, it takes a really good ring general to keep you on track and say, you know what, we're going to call it audible and we're going to do this and move on to the next thing. Um, and the main thing is making sure that individual is not hurt and, and injured in any type of way. Because that, that's very easy to happen, too. Yeah, uh, definitely, man. Well, they kind of recovered a little bit. Um, but LP, you just mentioned it a little bit uh, about the power dynamic and, and the differences between Braun Strowman and Ricochet, where you have a, a, a giant of a superstar and then a, a high flyer. Uh, what are you? What are some of? What are some of your uh, big guy, little guy tag teams? Your favorite big guy, little guy tag teams in history? Um, Ricochet and Strowman are doing their thing right now, but they are not the first to have this kind of connection. Um, if I'm thinking about it, one of my favorites uh, was Chris Jericho, and I want to say Big Show. Was it Chris Jericho and Big Show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Chris Jericho and Big Show together. And also uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan when they was Team Hell No. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that dynamic of having the, having a big guy and then uh, a smaller technical or a uh, high flyer wrestler. What's some of your uh, big little guy <laughs> uh, tag teams uh, that you really admire? Let me go to LP. Uh, I'll probably say Kane and um, X-Pac. Kane and X-Pac? Okay. I think that one of the first ones. And they, they had the whole lot of story with that. Then they bring they brought in a... Uh, not Torch. Is the girl named Tori? I can't remember uh, what a girl. Who? When they brought in China? No, 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 no. You remember the girl that... that uh, she ended up joining Tori Wilson? Later. It wasn't Tori Wilson, but I think her name was Tori. She ended up joining the DX. Yes, when X-Pot, her x Pot and him was together, then she came in, and then they had that whole dynamic. Then x Pot left Kane, betrayed Kane, and her, and they went to they went to DX. It was a girl. It was on. Think about DX. You got China, and then this this female was the only other female that really was in DX, but she was really because of x Pot. She used to wear green all the time. Come on now, I ain't buying my. I didn't, I didn't imagine this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to think, bro, because I Mr. Yeah, it sounds like a Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any other female other than China joining DX. Her name was Tori. She was with when 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 it was Triple H and Stephanie. It was Road Dog. It was all there, and it was X Pop and this chick. Man, I gotta go back and watch. Yeah, I, I gotta go back and see because I don't remember. They ain't even mention yeah. her ass at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> she, was, she was only in DS with, you know, with, with X Pop. Okay. But either way, that whole storyline they had going on with that um was good. I can't I can't really I think Raven Raven I think like all the big guys did it. Like it seemed like Raven Stereo Big Show was teamed up at one point in time, I think. Mm -hmm. Um 
Yeah, I can't I can't think of a lot, but Kane Kane Egg Pop will probably be like my top. Well, most right. Mr. Everything, man, who's one of your favorite big guy little guy teams in WWE? Uh, you guys definitely mentioned some of the good ones that I was actually thinking about. Kane and Daniel Bryan, Kane and Xbox, um, Big Show and Ray. But let's not forget about Diesel and Shawn Michaels. Diesel and Shawn Michaels was a good team. Diesel and yeah. Shawn Michaels was a really good team. Uh, in fact, I want to say they were the start of a big man, little man uh, type of team faction. And then, you know, everybody else kind of follows suit. Um, sure, I wouldn't even say Ray and Batista. I mean, Batista's not seven foot tall, but he's a, a jack guy who's going to use his powerhouse type style. And Ray's going to use his fast, um, you know, high flying athletics. Um, sure, man, I, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think there's too many more big guy, little guy teams. Um, oh. There were Other there were a few, were yeah, there were a few, but nothing, none that were like really memorable like that. Like I said, I know Yokozuna, Yokozuna and Owen Hart. I don't even remember them being a tag team. They yes, were a tag they team. Were a tag team. Yes, they were a team. Um, they were in they were in like a little faction because Owen had problems with Brett. and um, Brett was chasing uh, Yokozuna for the title. And Owen never believed in Brett, but they were a team at one point. Okay. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's good to know. Um, I, I know this is a, it's not really a big guy, a little guy team, but I just I just have to mention them real quick. Uh Hardcore Holly and Crash Holly. Um yeah. they were like I used to love Hardcore Holly, man. And maybe I'm in the minority, but I used to love the Hardcore Bill. And Hardcore Holly, man, was one of my favorite wrestlers when he used to wrestle. Uh, and I loved him and, and Crash's interactions uh, with each other. You know, big cousin, little cousin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 big little cousins. Who had the better, who had the better following slam, Farouk or uh, Crash or Crash? Alabama. Uh, yeah, Alabama I got, Alabama. I got, I got to go with Farouk, man. Everything Farouk did uh, was just brutal. Like everything looked like it hurt. <laughs> I've never seen Farouk do any moves that did not look like they hurt. Um, and I was, a, I was a fan of the domination move for a long time. But uh, I would have to, I would have to pick Farouk over, over Bob Harley, man. It's, you know, what I'm saying, I would have to go. That's Farouk not Let's not forget uh, Enzo and Cass. Big man. Enzo and Cass. I did forget uh, They were Enzo very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always yeah, thought that Enzo and Cass should have had the belt. They should have had uh, a chance, opportunity to go for the belt. Uh, the tag team. But I really wanted them to hit tag team go before they left, man. Um, I think if they got brought back, I know that uh, Big Cass changed the name to Big Bob or some shit. I don't know. Big Bob. Yeah, something like that. Bob. Uh, he's in AW wrestling with the firm, uh, but I would love to see Enzo and Big Cass to get together one more time, man, and do their thing uh, before you know they stop wrestling. But yeah, those are those are some of our uh, favorite big guy, little guy teams. Best damn nation. If you uh, want to mention some of your favorite big guy, little guy teams, just put it in the chat box or go to the page. 
uh, the BD Wrestling Podcast page and uh, go ahead and put down who's your favorite big guy, little guy team. Speaking of big guy, little guys, man, uh, we had an absolute banger for the Intercontinental Championship. Yes. Let's talk about it. Listen, we got to talk about this. We've been singing the praises of Xavier Woods for a while now. And we've been saying how good Xavier Woods is, how when Xavier Woods is in the ring with other real, other wrestlers, he really shows them that he can wrestle. And he even out-wrestles some of the, the top wrestlers. Um, Xavier Woods has some wins over some big names, including uh, Bobby Lashley. But on Friday, he had one of his biggest challenges where he uh, fought for the Intercontinental Championship for the very first time. And boy, he did not disappoint. Xavier Woods put on the absolute clinic. Him and Guther, like the way Xavier Woods fought, you would have thought he was the same size as Guther. Straight up, you would have thought he was the same exact size as Gunther. Um, but I want to talk about it real quick, guys. Um, I don't know, LP, have you had a chance to watch the Gunther versus Xavier Woods match? Oh, yeah, yeah, I watched it. It, it, was, it was good. Um, I thought, it was, I mean, it ended like I thought, you know, you're not going to take the belt for my boy. You know, he tried. You know, <laughs> but that is Gunther, okay. Um but no, nah, that was a. I, I really think they about to give Xavier Woods a push. If you really pay attention, like I think, I think they gauging it. I think they gauging how the fans are responding to him. And I'm not gonna say he gonna take that belt off Gunther, but I think he's gonna fight for the belt again. Um, it could be a possibility. Um, I think the draft is gonna dictate a lot of stuff. But I think I think they're about to. I mean, it's ridiculous that that's the first time he'll fall for that belt. Like even thinking yeah. about it, but he's wasted. And I'm gonna say wasted. He's wasted so much of his career with the tag team stuff, and I get it. But you know, his, he wasted a lot of his clock with the tag team belt. Even with Kofi, Kofi had a whole long year. Kofi had years before he got a new day. Kofi had Kofi had fought for belts and one belt. Kofi had a career. Xavier Woods outside of the New Day, I don't remember him. Like I wasn't watching wrestling. I wasn't even watching wrestling when they first showed up. So I don't know Xavier Woods when he first got there what he did. I just know him as jumping out of cereal boxes and pancakes. On <laughs> 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 Xavier Woods, I know. So I think that for the rest of his career, he should be, you know, pushing for pushing for solo stuff like he should he, he should be done with tag team uh i know they're not gonna end the new day he can still do the new day funny stuff but he needs to go ahead and start focusing on a, a solo career because if he gets hurt tomorrow and he never wrestles again he'll, he'll look back and be like i never even held this bill i never kofi could be like look i i kofi has i don't know what belt but i know kofi has had probably a couple of belts uh early wwe at least the intercontinental order or maybe the uh, yeah, the U.S. I'm not sure if he's had the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, he's, he's Grand Slam. Is he Grand Slam? Okay, he is Grand Slam. That even answered that question. <laughs> that <laughs> answers that question. So, I really think that David Woods need to go ahead and um, shoot for it. Because I look at it, like, look at the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys are always known for being the Dudley Boys. 
but after the Dudley Boys ended, Bubba Ray started his Bully Ray thing and really gave himself a second career. Yeah, you know, he he was lucky enough to pull it off. But I thought he wanted to do Bully Ray in WWE. And Vince, Vince didn't see no work in Vince didn't see it. If they would have gave him a chance, Bully Ray could have been another whole JBL kind of kind of guy. Let me shit. Look at JBL. When they got him, when he left the acolyte, you know, he finally started going to So I think, yeah, I think it's time for him to go ahead and get that, get that guy approved. Yeah, I, I, I agree with it. And I think that Xavier Woods, man, first he uh, had uh, some championship uh, contention taste with R-Truth. I know him and R-Truth were, uh, were a tag team for a while when he first came into WWE before he got with New Day. And to be honest with you, fellas, I almost kind of feel like the New Day is dead. You know what I mean? They they don't have the same appeal like they used to. I, I don't know if they need to switch something up or or try something different, but I'm really starting to feel like the New Day is fading out. And once the draft happens, we don't know if the New Day will still be together. If Kofi is on one on one show and Xavier Woods is on the other show and Big E ain't even wrestling right now, where does that lead the New Day? That's I felt like I felt the New Day ended when when Big E got hurt. And Big E, it's not like he was still laid up in the hospital bed. They could at least brought him back as a manager or something. Like he could have still done the skits. I've never understood why he's not back because I know he did some stuff during WrestleMania weekend. So I don't understand that. Maybe Mister Everything can speak on that. But I'm just like, I understand he's not wrestling, but he could do something. <laughs> keep them relevant because he's the heart he was the heart in the new day yeah absolutely he was the heart of the new day but uh this this match between xavier woods and gunther uh if they do not push xavier woods or at least give him more tv time or more wrestling mat time man after this match <laughs> i don't know what's going on because xavier woods pushed gunther to his limbs even after the match gunther looked at him like Oh my God! This why ain't nobody talking me about this dude? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He underestimated Xavier Woods, and Xavier Woods almost pulled out the win. I don't, I don't know how true of a fact that statement I just made was, because I know it's absolutely false. Gunther is going to hold that belt for a while, but Xavier Woods definitely put him through the ringer. Uh, in ring style, uh, real quick, Mister Everything, what did you think about Gunther versus Xavier Woods in the ring, man? How did you enjoy some of the the the, the footwork uh, and some of the moves that some of these guys were doing in the ring? Um, and the start of the match was kind of all a little bit all over the place, um, as it should be. Like I said earlier, it shouldn't look like it's, it's robotic and choreographed and all that. Um, so it should look like a a clash of two styles with Xavier Woods and Gunther. Um, and it told a story. It told a story that um, I'm not sure about you, you're not sure about me, and we're just going to figure things out. But then after, as time went progressed in the match, you started to see everything kind of unfold. And you started to see, like, Xavier Woods was giving Gunther the business. You know, he was, he was letting her know, like, yeah, I'm here, and y'all going to take this serious. And I think that's what, what Xavier Woods is missing. Is missing that seriousness. Everybody from the New Day had that moment where it was like, all right, you're going to take me serious because I want that title. When Coffee was going for the WWE title, he, he, he stopped all the, the booty shaking, 
the laughs, the jokes, everything. He was like, yo, you're going to take me serious because I'm getting that belt. And mm-hmm. people started taking him serious. Same thing with Big E. He did his jokes, and then once people started looking at him, he was like, look, when you look at me, you're going to take me serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just Big E going around and gyrating and pretending like I'm swimming in the ring. No, I'm, I'm Big E Langston. Like, let's not forget that part. Oh, and Xavier Woods is going to have to do the same thing because when he was in NXT, he was uh, Austin Creed, and he was out there getting busy. When he came to uh, the main roster, he did a little stint with R-Truth, and then he had that little seriousness when he started the New Day. Let's also remember that. He went and recruited uh, Coffee Kingston and Big E on TV and said, look, they're not really taking us serious. Let's give them a reason to get to take us serious. Of course, he progressed to them, you know, acting like fools and clowns, and it worked for him. But now it's got to be a moment where Xavier's going to say, you know what? I want that belt, and you're going to take me serious, and you're going to let and I'm going to take that belt from you. And that match was the start of it. That was the, the spark of the wildfire for them to say, you know what, let's give this man a chance. Let's see what, 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 what could happen. I mean, what's the worst could happen? You give him the belt and let him be a transitional champion. You can do that. Or you can give him the belt and let him get a good run. Um, I think they tried to see how the fans would, would react when they gave him the king of the ring. But again, it was more so he was still being comedic rather than being serious. So once he started going for a title on singles reign, like you said, the new day isn't here. Coffee's, you know, take some time. Big E's still taking some time from his neck injury. He says he's good. He says he feels great. Um, but a neck injury is something to not take lightly. So they have to keep let him know, you know, let him take his time. You don't want him to come back as a manager because then people will look at him like, okay, well, when are you when are you going to get in the ring? Uh, when are you going to get involved? Uh, and and they don't want to tell a story of the possibility of Big E turning on New Day because he's watching them either win all these titles and he's not involved or he's watching them lose all these matches and he's getting disappointed. So they're going to keep him off TV until they can actually bring the three together and whatever happens from there, happens from there. Mm. It's very interesting, man. Um, like I said, with this brand split, I don't know where Xavier Woods is going to be placed, man. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if Xavier Woods went back to NXT. And I thought that he was going to stay down there with Kofi for a little bit. They did the tag team thing for a little bit. Uh, and then they lost in a in a, a tag team three-way turmoil match uh, with Pretty Deadly and... Gallus. Gallus. I was about to say Gallus. I was about to tear that all the way up. Uh, with Gallus. <laughs> Uh, the Gallus boys are now currently on top in NXT. But I thought Xavier Woods and, and at least was going to stay in NXT to try to see if he can get a title belt of some sort. Um, but wherever Xavier Woods lands, man, I hope he continues to test people. And I know a lot of people underestimate him. But Gunther, man, after that match, he will not underestimate Xavier Woods again because Xavier Woods put on the absolute clinic. He looked good in the ring, and I hopefully – uh, they put a little bit more battery power in this Batman, you know, to, to help him go because fans love Xavier Woods. I'm not sure if they want to see Xavier Woods with a belt, but I know if they do put a belt on him, he will be entertaining. Fellas, let's go over to uh, one of the other matches that I thought was really good on SmackDown. Uh, we had Solo Sokoa versus Matt Riddle. Uh, 
in a, I believe this was a street fight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Um, the match was good. I knew how the match was going to end. Of course, the bloodline came in and interfered, and I don't know why you would do a street fight with any member of the bloodline and think that they're not going to come in and jump your ass. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know <laughs> where they do that at. I don't know where he, why he decided to take that when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Cody was not was not there present to be able to help him out, man. Um, it just <laughs> it just don't make no sense to me. I think Matt Riddle generally likes getting beat up, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he would do that. I mean, he kind of tried to hold his own, but after a while, it kind of got to him. What do you guys think about the Solo Sokoa versus uh, Matt Riddle match? And how do you guys feel that uh, Solo? Has been holding down SmackDown, man. And Raw, he's been main eventing on both shows a lot. So, uh, real quick, what do you guys think about the Solo Sokoa versus Matt Riddle? And what do you think uh, Solo was going with his in-ring career as the enforcer of the bloodline? Let me ask that question to LP. Uh, the match is all right. You know, I don't really care about anything Matt Riddle is in. I, I think Matt Riddle about to get fired in this year. I think that I think that Matt Riddle's not popular. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I just I just don't think nobody cares. He didn't. He's not bringing nothing to the story with the bloodline, and even they even though they're trying to force him in there, Matt Riddle stinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really think that uh, Solo is about to be that guy, though. I think the draft is when Solo is going to be Solo's about to be that guy. I still think Solo needs another person. I don't think Solo can be that guy and be by himself. And I know he can talk, but don't don't make him start talking. Even when he spoke not too long ago, keep him keep him not talking. Mm. I think they I think they really got something with him. Um, I think the bloodline <laughs> being like it is now with these those three. But I, I'm 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 not. It's, it's kind of hard to read. I'm just ready for this draft to happen. Then you can kind of speculate a little more. Yeah, I think that's uh, what we're looking forward to is this draft, man, to see uh, where Solo places on there. You, do you think they're going to break up any major factions? This is a good question. Um, I know there have been some hints of certain teams and stuff breaking up, and we're going to go over to Monday Night Raw where they hinted at one of the teams, one of the top teams there, possibly breaking up. They mentioned it twice, which was really interesting because I'm like, why do they keep mentioning this? And I think that they plan on breaking uh, one of the teams up. We're going to talk about it in a second. Um, but do you guys think that any of these factions, uh, the Bloodline, the Judgment Day, uh, the LWO, all of these brand new factions, do you think that they'll stay around or do you think that the WWE will break them up? Let me go ahead and ask that question to LP. Um... I think all of them gonna, gonna gonna lose somebody. I think every faction gonna lose at least one person. I think yeah. there will be every, every person lost at least one person. Now who do, who each person is, I don't know, but I think the I think I think that really changes the game. But like if the because Rhea is gonna be on SmackDown anyway, I'm thinking. So if they lose uh, Dominique, then you got two and two. You put Solo on a show where Roma's not at. So I mean, it's it, it's it's a lot of different ways. I think the LWO don't need to be tough. They too new. They they ain't even really 
they're not even a group yet to me. They just wearing a shirt, and now they got they just got new interest music, so they're not even really have a chance to do nothing yet. But all these other groups, I guess uh, the OC, they go, they're not coming back no time soon. They might come back just trying to get broke up. So I think these other people that ain't been on TV, they're not coming back to after the draft. <laughs> AJ, AJ's coming back after the draft, hopefully. Man, that's interesting, man. Mr. Everything, do you think they'll keep some of these factions together or do you think they'll split them up? Um, most of them will stay together, like the LWO, like LP said, they're very new. Uh, I can see the bloodline staying together until this whole thing with them uh, unfolds. You know, they, they're still hinting at Jay Uso becoming the new uh, head of the table. So, uh, how that's all going to play out is going to be very interesting. Uh, Judgment Day are definitely going to split up two to two, <clears throat> with Dominic going with Rhea to SmackDown, uh, and then uh, uh, Damian Priest and uh, and Balor staying on Raw. Uh, as far as anybody else, like like I, I gotta agree with LP. Everybody that you don't see on TV right now is going to come back in with different uh, paths. The OC gonna probably gonna be split up. Um, there's been talks of um, the uh, Gable Academy um, splitting up as well. Um, you know, and they talk about you know hear different things about the Street Profits probably splitting up, which I doubt would happen because if you do that, you li- you're limiting the amount of tag teams that you have. <coughs> And if you do that, then, you know, what would be the purpose of the tag team titles? Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Also, in the women's division, let's not forget that part as well. Uh, a lot of the women are probably going to split up. Uh, you know, the faction of Natalia and uh, what's the crazy girl name? Uh, yes. Um, just, it's really isn't really doing anything. So I can see them splitting up, um, going different ways. Um, actually, I really see Raquel and Liv splitting up after losing the tag titles because they're really not doing anything as well. Um, so you got to look at who's actually making noise out there and who's not. And, you know, yeah, you got the tag titles, but that don't mean that you're doing anything. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Yeah. Uh, and- Let's go over to Monday Night Raw since you mentioned the Street Profits, man. Uh, the Street Profits were facing Kelly <laughs> Benjamin and uh, Cedric Alexander, uh, formerly up to her business. Um, the match was eh. Eh. It was okay. Um, but you just alluded to the Street Profits possibly breaking up and on uh, Monday Night Raw. They kept mentioning that for some reason. They, 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 I know... Uh, Kevin Patrick, he mentioned it at least three times. Like, you know, the Street Profits might be breaking up. I don't want to see it, but if they do, I hope that Dawkins joins some type of a faction. And I think uh, Montez Ford should really go at it alone and really see if he can stand on his own, too, uh, in, in singles competition. I know the fans are clamoring for it. I can see that he's ready and prepared for it. But I don't know where that leaves the Street Profits and that whole legacy that they've built as tag team champions. I don't know where that whole thing goes. With us, Cedric and Shelton, uh, LP, you already mentioned it, man. I think the idea of the Hurt Business getting back together is pretty much dead. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much dead. They had so many opportunities 
to bring them back and to reform them to make them look strong and actually have real competition with with the bloodline. But for some reason, they are not pulling the trigger on that. And I have no, I don't understand it. So I don't know where Cedric Alexander and Chef Benjamin is going. I don't even think they care. Uh, but I don't want to see the Street Profits break up at all. Now, that's one of my favorite teams, man. And I hope they, they stay together. Uh, we also had uh, Cody versus Finn Balor, which was a hell of a match, man. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, LP, what did you think about Cody Rose versus Finn Balor on Monday Night Raw? Can you? You're on mute. You're on mute, LP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a good match. Um, I knew Cody was going to win because Cody losing now makes no sense. Um, but it, yeah, it was a real good match. Both of them been putting in some good work. Um, Cody's you know, he stayed wrestling. I mean, one thing you can say about him, he is, he's, he's been busy and Finn Balor as well. I mean, if you look at the last couple of weeks, Judgment Day and the Usos with uh, Solo Sokoa have kind of been running both shows too. If you really look at it, like Judgment Day, been a, they've been a a huge part of, of, uh, of these shows. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I, I actually almost want to retract what I said about the hurt business because we got a Spanish, fa- we got a Spanish faction, we got a Judgment Day who act like they Spanish, we got female factions, but we got all these factions, but we ain't got a black faction. Come on, man. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 black fans need to start going to Twitter and really start making a noise, and then I think they'll be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I think if a lot of black people, black wrestling fans, because there's a lot of us, start being like, yo, y'all tripping. The Hurt Business held it down. They, they was the greatest faction. And y'all ain't going to get them around. Y'all got all these, everybody got a faction. They got like 30 factions right now. And we ain't got no black faction? Stop it. Like, I, I think that's a, uh, <laughs> if I can get a Triple H here right now, that's the one thing I would tell Triple H. Like, bro, you can't, you can't not have a black faction right now when you have one of the best Factions ever, which was a black faction during the pandemic. Like, let's speak on that real quick, LP, because that you brought up a really good point. During the whole uh, COVID era, era when um, the hurt business were, was put together, they were one of the best factions in years. And the reason why I say that because they had the ta- the tag team titles and the world heavyweight championship at the same time almost a mirror reflection of what the bloodline uh has been able to do i think if and you've said it before but i think if the hurt business was still together then i don't know how long the bloodline would have been dominated on top if they had the hurt back the hurt business as a faction opposed to uh, the bloodline. I really wanted to see that interaction, and I thought they were going to do something with MVP, Omos, um, and and Bobby and, and the Hurt Business. I've heard on a recent in- interview that Bobby said that he still wants to get the Hurt Business back together. He still sees money. He still has hope that the Hurt Business will get back together, and I think we all want to see it. And you're right, LP. There, there's not really any black factions. 
And now that we have to have a black faction, I mean, people, I think people are scared about that. We do. We I do. think, but I think people are really scared about that. And you know what I'm saying? And because it's, it's, <laughs> I, think, I, think I think they have a real fear of a black faction, bro. And I think the blood, the bloodline is a mirror image of a black faction, even though they're Samoan in a way, but I don't, I don't know how they feel about a bunch of brothers getting together and and dominate in the wrestling world. I mean, when the Hurt Business got together, that's the, that's what they were doing, and that's what they were poised to do uh, until some of the internal problems started happening. Uh, but what do you think, LP? Go ahead and say what you're about to say, my friend. Um, first of all, the the Hurt Business was the blueprint of <laughs> your ones and the twos and all that mess. They stole that from them. Okay, that was living single and friends. All over again. <laughs> they, they, stole, they stole the exact blueprint from the Hurt Business. And I think they're not bringing the Hurt Business back because if they bring the Hurt Business back, they don't have a choice but to have them fight the bloodline. Just like the fact that they keep them Bobby so far away from Roman. I'm so tired of everybody saying Roman has beat everybody. He has not seen Bobby. So stop, stop acting like Bobby is not like that guy. But they know they have to have that, and they know they can't make it make sense. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they know they won't bring the hurt business back. You can look at the other uh Judgment Day. Judgment Day ain't no real threat to a bloodline. Stop. Uh who else we got? Uh LWO. You think Ray gonna fight for the belt? No. Uh, who else? Who, who are the other factions? We got uh, a, any other factions? Huh? Imperium. Imperium, but I don't think Gunther's ready yet. So that's not. I don't. I don't think they're ready for that yet. But Gunther gonna get a push before before Brock. I mean, not before Brock. Before mm-hmm. Bobby. The so they got the brawling bros. Yeah. See, but nobody has no championship contenders in there. You put Bobby in the front. Even if you don't even use, even if you replace Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric with a street prophet, which I think is a better thing to do now, because Sheldon Benjamin is so down. Don't nobody even know who he is. Yeah. I'd be like, who is that? <laughs> so he not he don't even have a he don't have a character at all. He he need to be wrestling on shotgun Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know who they don't know who that brother is. You put the street prophets in the hurt business. And keep everything the same. No, I'm all, no nobody else. Just put the street profits in place of that. Well, they had they had a tag team match on Monday Night Raw a couple. Of, it was a while ago. I think it was a couple of months ago, uh, where they had the the street profits and Bobby Lashley versus I don't even remember who was on the other side. Um, obviously, Bobby and the Street Profits won that match, but they looked really good together. And I forgot that both Bobby and Montez Ford both served in the military, um, and they had that that commonality, man. And them brothers looked really good all together. Uh, I really, I, I would want them to bring the hurt business back, but if they do not, uh, then you know, definitely give Shelton and Cedric something to do, or let them go. And that's that's how I kind of feel about that, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know I don't know if he's plan to talk about it yet, but um, I can't believe we haven't started 
was the biggest news in WWE last week. And I was going to get to it. I was, you know what? When you said that, I was thinking about that. And I got to go ahead and mention it, man, because I know I'm a little late on it. But the WWE has introduced a new bill. The World Heavyweight <laughs> Championship belt. Uh, it's best for business, man. Uh, Triple H came on. And he was kind of talking shit about Roman. He shitted on Roman. And he was kind of, he was kind of squatting on Roman. And he was like, "Look, Roman Reigns has done something which I probably would have done myself if I was champion." He wrote himself into a contract where he does not have to defend the belt that many times throughout the year. Smart. Because if you are champion and you want to stay champion alone, the thing that you do not want to do is have a match every week. Mm-hmm. You do not want to have a match every week. Roman has made himself a main event player. Point blank, period. Whether he's a champion or not, he is main event material each and every time. Uh, so Triple H kind of like squatted on Roman and was like, hey, we need a fighting champion. We need somebody that's going to be able to hold this down. Uh, obviously, wrestling lesser dates is great for Roman, but it is not good for us, and it is not good for business. So they have in, unveiled this brand new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. We're old school with it, with the gold. You know what I'm saying? The gold with the, with the designs and all the stuff on the front. The belt is pretty. It's a beautiful belt. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and obviously it has tongues wagging in WWE of who's going to be the first person to hold this belt. Um, I saw Finn Balor look at the belt. I saw Seth Rollins look at the belt. Um, fellas, with this news breaking and them being able to have a brand new champion, juxtaposed to Roman Reigns, who do you feel like should be this new world heavyweight champion? Let me go, Mr. Everything. All right, so the very first WWE world heavyweight champion is going to be Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. That's right. I'm going in there. I'm taking the belt. I'm walking out. And then they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, who was that? What happened? And then it's gonna be it's gonna be a spectacle. It's gonna be a spectacle. Uh-huh. Um, uh and on the serious, uh if they're not gonna do Cody and Roman, chances are it's gonna be Cody as the new WWE world heavyweight champion. Um it, it only makes sense as of right now. Um, there's really nobody else that's that's at a main event level in terms of storylines, in terms of storylines, in terms of how they're pushing people. I'm not saying that in terms of talent, but in terms of how they're pushing people, the only one that makes sense right now is going to be Cody. If you're not going to put the WWE uh, Undisputed Universal Championship on him, then you have to give him the World Heavyweight Championship. Um... Cody is that guy who would say, nope, give it to somebody else first. Uh, And if they do that, it's either going to be Seth Rollins or it could be somebody unexpected. I mean, we could get, you know, caught off guard. We could get uh, Hoodwink, Sidewind. 
Anything could happen, man. It's, it's wrestling. It's WWE. Uh, it could be Bobby Lashley. Never know. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. In fact, and, and this is a question for later, but who was the last world heavyweight champion? The one before, that, they got rid of, before they got rid of the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, who was the last one? one of the world? Um, let me see. I think it was, okay, if we're going back, 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 back. I think that the first unified champion was Finn Balor. And I think he unified the belts. The champion who was before Finn, I, I no, want to say Chris first, Jericho? The first, yeah, first one was Chris Jericho. I want to say Chris Jericho. Um... I want to say he was the last one before the belts were unified by Finn Balor. And then after what that... What do you mean the belts were unified by Finn Balor? Finn Balor was the first unified uh, heavyweight champion when they unified the belts the first time in the early 2000s. You talking about when no, they got rid of the first... I thought he was the first universal champion. Yeah, Finn Balor was the first universal champion. But Not unified. Was, but it was both belts, though. Both belts were combined, and that's where how he became the champion. Uh-uh. We gotta go back and look at that up because I do remember Finn Balor uh, unifying those titles. He was the very first yeah. one. He was in a match with him. I think yeah. it was him, Chris Jericho, and uh, somebody else. I gotta go back and look at it. But are you sure? You are I you talking so. about the right Finn Balor with Finn Chris Balor. Jericho? Yeah. Finn Balor, it was, it was like a three or four way match. Finn and, Balor, and he had to give it up because he got hurt. He never yeah, lost. He had to give it up because he got hurt. You remember that? Yeah, it was him and Seth. It was him and Seth Rollins. No, it was it was like a three or four way match, and the winner of that one won the the, uh, the unified titles. Finn Balor was the, was the first one to win that. But mm. you said it's a universal, and it's him and Seth Rollins. And he had to give up the belt right after that match because of the uh um the power bomb onto the the barricade. Maybe I'm well, going I'm, I'm going a little further back than than you. I'm going a little further back. I'm going back when Chris Jericho was still in WWE. And and uh I don't I don't truthfully I don't remember Finn Balor ever getting in the ring with Chris Yeah, Jericho he was the first he was the first unified champion. I don't know if it was universal or unified, but it was one of them. Uh anyway. That's that's. I don't. I can't remember the the first world heavyweight champion. Um, I can't remember the the last person that held that belt. To be honest with you, before they switched it over to the the belts that they are now. Uh, let me go to LP, man. LP, who do you think is going to take those world heavyweight the world heavyweight uh, championship um, on either SmackDown or Raw? I'm not sure what brand is going to, but who do you think is going to take this belt? It's hard to say because you won't know until where they decide. I think they send a Roman. I think Roman going to Raw. So if Roman goes to Raw, then I would say they're about to start pushing Gunter. But it's hard to say because you don't know who they send in the SmackDown yet. So it's, it's, I think it's between giving Gunter a push, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins. I hate to say it, but possibly Brock. Um, those are the only ones that really can carry the belt and carry this carry the show. 
Um, I don't see nobody else. Was that Cody? No, because it would make sense to get rid of Cody. Cody needs to take that belt off Roman. And I think they're retiring one of Roman belts. Roman's not going to walk around with two belts. That looks stupid. If Roman still got two belts and they got another belt over here, which is supposed to be on the same level, it's not on the same level. That's a complimentary, that's a complimentary belt. So Cody has to still beat Roman. What if Cody wins that belt, right? Then who then who Roman gonna fight for the next couple of months or whatever? Cody, Cody has to finish that story. So it has I Jay, uh Jay Uso. Ah, ah. If if Jay Uso takes the bit out Roman, they still got they have to build that a little bit more too. Possibly. But Jay Well you kinda you kinda you kinda have the writings on the wall with um the comments that Paul Hannon makes. Um, you know, his little in the windows, uh, and then in the way Solo Sokoa is starting to look at the, the Uso twins with different things. I mean, look at um, on SmackDown between oh, not SmackDown on Monday Night Raw and that six man against the LWO after they after Solo won the match, uh, helped them win the match. Um, Solo kind of stood there and looked at them like, you know, y'all didn't do it. By yourself, y'all did it because of me. Like he had that look on his face, like, "Why y'all celebrating so hard? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't do nothing. I did the work." Um, so a lot of the stuff is kind of like being put out there as like Easter eggs, as Marvel would say. Um, and, and, and you pay like close attention to a lot of different things that they're doing. Uh, even with um. When Paul Heyman was talking to them, and, and Solo looked at him, and said, "Tell the t- tell the tribal chief, I got this." He didn't say we. He looked at him and said, "I got this." In other words, I don't need them. If they didn't do nothing, screw it up anyway. I got this by myself. So it's a lot of different things that's going to kind of start unfolding in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that, man. And uh, hopefully that the bloodline stays together because they still got some more story to tell. Um, I, w- I would definitely love to see that. But um, Solak Sokoa, man, is, is definitely proving himself. So whatever brand that he ends up on, whether he's by himself or whether he continues to be with the bloodline, I think he would still be a dominant force in the WWE. Uh one of the last matches that I want to talk about that happened on Monday Night Raw, fellas, was uh, Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest, which I thought was a really good match. And Rey Mysterio always has a good match uh, with bigger guys. And him and Damian Priest have a lot of chemistry within the ring. Uh, they fought a couple of times the last couple of weeks. And um, Rey Mysterio and Damian Priest together fighting in the ring, it absolutely looks great. Rey Mysterio put on a great match. Um but at the end of that match, man, we had an interaction with, uh, I don't know, is he, Cowboy Bunny? Is that what you want to call him? <laughs> Cowboy Bunny. Bad Bunny came down to the ring. Uh, international uh, megastar, Bad Bunny, came down to the ring with a cowboy hat on and a, and a loose-ass jacket that looked like it was four times his size and a kendo <laughs> stick. <laughs> and he came out, uh, and Damian Priest was in the ring. And I think, you know, and I'm going to tell you why I think they put that big-ass jacket on him. But when he got in the ring, 
he started swinging that kendo stick, man, and was lighting Damian Price's ass up. Um, to the to the fact that he got outside the ring and stood on the table and said, "Look, uh, this next show that's coming, Backlash, I'm not hosting the show anymore. I'm fighting." So now we see Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a street fight in Puerto Rico. That is major implication, man. And I don't know if Damian Priest is that guy that you want to fight, do a street fight with, let alone a match. You know what I'm saying? Now, I've heard some interactions with Damian Priest, and he said he went uh, at the uh, Royal Rumble when he came into the match. He was guns blazing and hitting everybody. And then he got to the back. <laughs> and surprisingly, Sheamus and, and Drew McIntyre was like, hey, man, you came out hitting kind of hard, bro. <laughs> Like, like, why you come and hit me that hard for? You know what I'm saying? He was like, man, I ain't know that. Gentlemen, the adrenaline was running. But I know that this match with Bad Bunny, I know he's going to take care of Bad Bunny. But I will be remiss to say that Bad Bunny is not going to get some war wounds after this fight, man. And you talking about a street fight where weapons are legal? This is going to be interesting, man. Let me see if you guys are interested in this fight uh, in Puerto Rico. LP, what do you think about Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest and Backlash? I have zero interest in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm about what happened to my Christmas present in 1985 that my mama didn't get me. Then I am at this match. Like it has. <laughs> everybody knew it was coming from the gate. I, I would have been more interested if it was Dom. If it was Dom, it would have been more interesting. But I think that. Dom is not good enough to protect Bad Bunny, so they had to do it. I think they wanted to do that, but Dom, Dom will get Bad Bunny hurt, and he won't be doing no more Coachellas. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, this match is it's gonna be whatever, but yeah, I have zero, zero interest in uh in this. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh man, Mr. Everything, maybe you can bring a little bit of light to the to the show, man. What do you think about? Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny at Backlash. This match is going to surprise LP. And I'm going to tell you why. Damian Priest and Bad Bunny are good friends. And in professional wrestling, when you get in a match with your friend, you go a little bit harder because you know that you're friends. Um, I've been in matches with guys that I've, I've been good friends with and we go out there and try to kill each other because we know we're going to take care of each other. Um, Damian Priest is going to take care of Bad Bunny, but he's going to let people see Bad Bunny is in a fight with Damian Priest. And then Damian Priest is also going to let them see that um, he's in a fight with Bad Bunny. Um, it doesn't look good on paper at all because uh, Bad Bunny is the size of my son. <laughs> uh, it does look better to be Damian, I mean, uh, Dominic and uh, De uh, Bad Bunny, but like LP said, Dominic is not at that level where he can take care of him and yeah. make everything look good and make sense. Um, Damian Priest can. Uh, Damian Priest trains with uh, Bad Bunny and, and they work together and they work very well together, um, which is why they had that tag match last year at WrestleMania. So this match here, like I said, because they are friends, they're going to hit each other extremely hard. They're going to go balls to the wall, and you're going to see a lot of uh, eyes open far as uh, how Damian Priest is and how Bad Bunny is. Um, 
where it goes from there as far as Bad Bunny, I don't know. I mean, because he he's not at the level to where he can have continuous matches yet, and it looks good or makes sense. Uh, it only makes sense for, and if you think about it, he's been in a match with Damian Priest since he's came to WWE. That tag match, Damian Priest is there because he can guide him. This match here, Damian Priest is in it because he can guide him. So it's going to be interesting, and LP's going to be like, "Yo, that was actually entertaining." So I'm going to put, I'm going to put that stamp on there, LP. Guess what you're going to say? You're going to say that match was actually entertaining, and you're going to say, "I acknowledge Bad Bunny." <laughs> oh man um, I think it's going to be interesting and you brought up a good point I, I think I, on paper I would rather see Dominic versus Bad Bunny but you're right I don't think that Dominic is at a place where he can he can really make the match look good and, and really make Bad Bunny shine the way he's supposed to shine um, we saw the to be honest with you the Rey Mysterio Dominic match surprised all of us and we were very shocked at how good the actual match was all the way from the entrances to the ending. Uh, and that's because Rey Mysterio led that match. So I don't know if, if Dominic can lead a match with Bad Bunny, someone who was still new in the ring, and be able to put on a, a banger of a match. Possibly in the future, man, give Dominic about one or two more years, man. I think he'll, he'll really build a name for himself. But right now, uh, Damian Priest versus Bag Bunny. I think they may shock a lot of people, man, and it might be a very good card. Uh, the card looks good anyway, but it might be a really good match on the card. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that whole thing goes. Uh, fellas, let's go ahead and get into some of these segments, man. Uh, it's been a lot of matches to happen. But we got to go to the wrestler of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast and ask Mr. Everything, what was your match of the week? Well, like, like Brian said, we had a lot of matches going on. Um, but I think the one that kind of raised some eyebrows would have to be the one we already mentioned, Xavier Woods and Gunther. Uh, Xavier does need this push. Um, but like I say, he has to show some seriousness and some aggression to make people take him serious. So, uh, you gentlemen have this week's best damn wrestling match of the week. Yeah, man, I agree with you. Uh, that match was absolutely bananas, man. Uh, it was a great match, and I think that your boy uh, Xavier Woods definitely showed some of his worth. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Wait a second. Breaking news. Breaking news. CM Punk was backstage at Monday Night Raw. Yes, he was. We not we not talking about a lot of stuff that went on this week. We 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 talk we 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 we, we been kind of full today because that was big, and I ain't finished talking about this Triple H. So we gotta go. We gotta circle around that too. I know we almost about finished now, but yeah. But go, <laughs> go, go back to miss everything. Go back. Go back to miss everything. Let's talk about it real quick, man. CM Punk being uh, backstage, man, looked like he was on his knees, begging and pleading. I know you want to leave, man, <laughs> but I refuse right. to let you go. 
He was, so, hitting, from, he was hitting the David Ruffin backstage uh, to Triple H, man. To a point where <laughs> Triple H, he, Triple H was like, hey, look, man, I, I would love to talk to you. I would love to give you a minute, but, you know, I got to talk to the big guy. You know how it is. I got to talk to the big guy. He didn't get a chance to talk to Vince. They kicked his ass out the building before he even got a chance to, to, to talk to Vince McMahon. Um it looks like he's trying to get a new home and maybe he all that stuff he was talking about WWE, he's kind of starting to backtrack a little bit. Um, and that is huge news for him being backstage. What are those implications? Let me go LP. What do you think are the implications behind uh, CM Punk showing up on Monday Night Raw and wanting to talk to the men in charge? Ah. Uh. I think it's I, I think it was done on purpose. If CM Punk wanted to get in WWE, he, I'm pretty sure he can reach out to them boys from cell phones or whatever. Um, I seen clips of him in the parking lot with a hat on. <laughs> like like he looked like me back then. And the guy was like, Hey CM Punk, we know that's you. Like <laughs> he was like, I, if, you, I, if you take a picture with us, we won't leak it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I heard, I heard that he got kicked out because he's still on a contract, so he can't be over there like that anyway. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's how true that is, um, I, but I think he's still on the AEW contract, so it ain't like he can be doing that right now anyway because of the way that the way that contract set up. But uh, I mean, CM Punk can't do nothing but wrestle, so he can't act. He tried UFC, he got his ass whooped over and over and over. He's not he's not the kind of person you're gonna see in commercials and endorsements. That's why he should have shut his ass up when he was at AEW and just wrestled. So he ain't if AEW done with him, I mean he could go to Japan. Dude can dude can make some money somewhere. But he's trying to make that WWE money. And um I think that the WWE, if the situation is right, they might bring him back. But if he tops it like that, they ain't gonna bring him back. I'm, I, I don't think he, I don't think they would bring him back. If he talks it, talks it, and he messing up locker rooms, why would you want to bring that man back? Yeah, I think that you know having that toxic uh, person in in the locker room can be very detrimental um, to the morale of everybody, and especially once. Yeah, I, I think right now everybody in WWE is still on pins and needles, man. It almost feels like a couple years ago, about two years ago, when they started making all these cuts. I kind of feel like that same environment is back with Vince being kind of still pushing the buttons and. Uh, they bring it back this new championship, and now you have the draft coming. And then I keep hearing they're gonna try to do some more budget cuts coming soon. Uh, and some people may get the axe, man. I don't, I don't know where this whole environment is kind of leading, man. But CM Punk being back, I know a lot of fans want to see him back. I'm not a big CM Punk fan. I've never been a big CM Punk fan. To be honest with you, and so for him to come in and throw his weight around, like I'm the only star y'all got here, y'all need me, and then get in the fight backstage, and then he can't even come back on TV. Like you know, what I'm saying the young bus will come back, Kenny Omega has come back, but CM Punk has not come back, and maybe he feel like, well, I thought that AEW was the environment for me, and I think it was the right environment for him, but you know, money talks, man, and at the end of the day, WWE is a worldwide product. And uh, <laughs> if you want to do it big, man, you go come back. You know, you do it on the biggest and grandest stage of them all, man. Mr. Everything. What do you think about this whole uh, CM Punk begging for his job back? 
Well, I don't want to say that the man was begging for his job, but he was definitely in there um, throwing some apologies around. You know, there's reports that he sat and talked to the Miz and kind of hashed things out. Uh, one of the things that I always tell people um, is, you know, especially fans and, and independent wrestlers, is if when you get released from a company, you don't want to start talking trash about the company because if they start throwing that money, those dollar signs, those zeros around, chances are you will be back. You know what I mean? You you will come back. If the money's right, you will come back. Um, and it's, especially if they want you. Um, so CM Punk being backstage, you know, he was in his hometown of Chicago. Um, and again, he didn't have nothing to do with AEW this week. It's, you know, he's not on TV. They're not doing anything with him. Um, and he only feels right to go over there and say, you know what? Uh, I need to, need to hash things out. And of course, he, you know, we all reach a certain age where we say, you know what? We need, I need to stop this mess. You know, I need to go in and fix some things. Uh, and that could be where he's at. He could be at the point of his his life, not his only his career, but his life. And he's like, you know what? I, I do need to go in, and be a big man about it and go say, you know what? I was wrong for what I did on this disaccord and I want you to I want you to see that I'm, I'm serious about what I'm saying so you know we all go through that you know I've been through it I'm sure you guys have been through it so we'll see what happens in terms of CM Punk and WWE it could be nothing it could just be him being you know what I just want my friends back or I just want to be able to um, make a friend with somebody where I lost the opportunity to and maybe I can actually bring that back so Let's see what happens. CM Punk said, I want that old thing back. <laughs> <laughs> so won't you? So won't you? <laughs> man, CM Punk, man. I, I mean, that's interesting, man. And I want, I, I think he fits better in the AEW with the AEW product. You know what I'm saying? Aesthetically wise, everything. Um, if you come over to WWE now, man, I don't see CM Punk winning the belt. I'm sorry. I don't see CM Punk beating Roman Reigns. I don't see CM Punk beating Cody Rhodes. I don't see CM Punk beating Seth freaking Rollins. Maybe I'm wrong, but man, that's, I mean, I don't know how CM Punk would fare in WWE nowadays, man, because he does not still fit the aesthetic of the product. Um, would they push a CM Punk? Probably if he came back when uh, he came back to AEW instead of coming back for AEW. He should have came back for WWE. Maybe that would have been a better, you know, fit for him. Ah, uh, he could, he would be a major heel. He would be a major heel. He would be a he could be a heel champion. So we got a new belt coming, and you know, I, I'm not the biggest CM Punk fan either, but I respect the man. The man is huge. He is that star power that WWE is missing on one of their shows. You got Roman on one show. CM Punk could be a heel. Now, he won't be a face. But you can't deny money. CM Punk had one of the biggest returns ever, and everybody was liking that person. He messed that up. But he could come back to WWE. He still could, he could beat Cody. He still can wrestle. Let's not get, let's not act like he a bum in the ring. CM Punk still can. He ain't, he ain't, he, all that time apart when he hit them matches he had AEW, he still can go. So, yeah, I know, then, like, man, but that dude could, he, imagine him as a heel champ. Mm. 
And then let's let's think about this too. Um, you know, we, we talk about Roman Reigns all the time. Who who's in line with Roman Reigns? Nobody. No, think about it. Paul Heyman. Oh, aligned with Roman Reigns. Okay, gotcha. Hey, he, he's a he's a common denominator in the situation of a uh CM Punk return and possibly getting into something with Roman Reigns because he was aligned with Paul Heyman. Yeah. And he 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 took Paul Heyman from Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns took Paul Heyman from Brock Lesnar. That's a money story right there. That's a money story. In my opinion, that's a money story right there. If, if CM Punk comes back and you see him backstage talking to Paul Heyman, Roman's gonna look at Paul kind of sideways, like, yo, what what are, what are you really doing? <laughs> what what are you really doing? Because you have you have interviewers backstage asking you, what is Brock Lesnar doing? What what's what's his his mindset in the whole Cody Rose thing? And you're trying your hardest to separate yourself from Brock Lesnar. And CM Punk shows up, and you're seeing even standing in front of this man. You ain't gotta say nothing. You ain't gotta exchange the words. Just him standing there looking at you and smiling and, and nodding his head and walk away. And someone sees that from the bloodline. I got I got something to add to that. What if, and no nobody has said this, what if Paul Heyman gets drafted? Paul Heyman, they haven't they haven't really spoke on, you know, before everybody anybody could get drafted. What if Paul Heyman get drafted one way and Roman is over there by himself? Paul Heyman is struggling, blah, blah, blah. And Paul Heyman, like, look, I got something for y'all. Do -do 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 -do. That, that personality song hit. Yes. That damn yes. stand Blow up. Blow up. Man, I would lose my mind. When I'm going to tell you, I would lose my, my LP. You're the guru. And, and, and you're speaking the truth there, brother. And I hope the truth set us free. And I'm not talking about R-Truth. I love you, R-Truth. But I'm not talking about I'm talking about what the guru has predicted. It's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. And I hope I'm backstage this year because I want to feel that electricity. Man. Brian don't want to admit that it's actually a good pop. And it can't be a pop. I don't, <laughs> don't want to admit that. You're right. You are completely right. I don't want to admit that. <laughs> I don't want to see this dude come in and blow up over his knees like Shane the man did, bro. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm not interested in seeing all of these old guys come back and try to compete. I'm just not. I mean, maybe, like I said, he, he came in AW, one of the loudest pops I probably heard. And, and for him to have as much steam as he did and start building AW and then they just fall flat after, after a, a fight, man, that was unprofessional, number one. But maybe he felt like he can do that within that environment. Because I don't think he would have did the same thing in, uh, in WWE, fighting somebody backstage. No. You going? <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you don't want to see these old guys. How old is CM Punk? CM Punk is like 46, 48, 40 something. He is for, late 40s. He's that old? He's yeah. late 40s. Yeah, he's late 40s. 40, how, old is how, how old is Drew and Sheamus? Like, I think I think a lot of the wrestlers uh, are 40. They just, they just reached like 40. 
Drew and Sheamus. I think Drew is younger yeah, than yeah. I think Drew is like 30, 37, 38. And I'm not saying old to be ages. I'm saying that bringing back some of these nostalgia acts that used to be good back in the day and then bringing them into this environment now. I'm not saying that CM Punk couldn't go in WWE at all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I just don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <I> mean, <laughs> he, he had his opportunity. He fouled it up. And now he want to come begging and pleading. Uh, you know, to get back into the the, the the main picture, man, and I just I'm not with it. And think about this: where do you put CM Punk? If you don't put CM Punk as as a as a champion, what the, what does he do? What what is Cody doing right now? He ain't no champion. What did Braun Strowman done when they brought Braun Strowman back? He ain't no, we said the same thing when Braun Strowman came back. It's a ton of people. It's a Bray Wyatt. It's a ton of people that just came back and ain't so let's come. We can't you can't go there, buddy. Can't go there. The only one, the only one that came back and went to a championship um situation was Drew McIntyre. He was the only one that, that was gone and came back and they put him in the title run. Yeah, so you I mean you this I think I think this new belt opens up more doors. And, and open up more opportunities for other stuff to pop up. I think that I I think it could be the it could be good for the company. Um, just a just a backup with some of the stuff Triple H was saying when he came out. Like he literally was talking shit about Roman. He literally was like Roman. I think Roman contract is so deep that Triple H can't can't touch it because if Triple H is doing the booking, Triple H first the first time Triple H took over the shows. Was around the time of class of the class of the castle, so he could have booked he could have booked Roman to lose to uh, Drew McIntyre. So if Triple H is in charge, it's it's more to it. Like go if you really go back and watch it again, because I watched it twice when Triple H was talking, and you watch his facial expression, the little grin he had on his face when he got out of the ring. Like go back and watch it one more time. Like it was some deep rooted shit. And what he said, and I think Roman contract is some, some kind of way where they could make. I think it's a mess. I think it's some hot mess somewhere. I think Triple H been. I think Triple H been wanting to take that belt off of him because a lot of people are saying it's stupid to bring that belt in now because it's like a when this dude got these two belts, and I think that's why I think they're gonna retire one of the belts. I know he. I know he said he'll still be the undisputed, but I don't think he said both titles. So one of them belts about to go. But we have definitely not. I know we're about to end it now, but we didn't really talk about it. But like, really, pay attention to how Triple H was because if he's the Booker, why he just couldn't book Roman to lose the belt? Why did it, Why do you have to go enough? Why do you have to go around bringing in an entirely new championship title? Shit on your current champion and said this dude don't wrestle. This dude don't never show up. This dude got the best contract going on. We want somebody who actually gonna wrestle. He literally said that. We want somebody who gonna wrestle. And this is your this is your top star. It's a lot more going on because for that belt than than meet the eye. Oh, the universal the universal title would be the one that makes sense to retire. And you're definitely not gonna retire the WWE title. That that's that's the WWE title. So the universal one is gonna be the one that goes goes bye bye. Um, 
I think you guys both have a lot of validity in what you're saying, but and and to be honest with you, Roman Reigns as a champion, even if even if Roman Reigns still keeps the belt, the second whoever is the champion and gets the world heavyweight champion, they will still be secondary to Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns right. is still the champion to beat. Roman Reigns made the belts relevant. Let's keep it a hundred thousand. Think about think about the raw. Okay, think about the, the raw title. Think about how many people has held the raw title, and it switched hands to hands to hands to hands to hands. I just went back and watched uh, Biggie when he cashed in uh, against Bobby, and I had to look at it again. I'm like, damn, that was a really good match. When Biggie walked up to Bobby and slapped Bobby in the face. <laughs> it was like, whoa! Nobody does that. Um, but Roman Reigns is still the champion to beat. I don't care who has that secondary title; they still have to come and see Roman. And yeah, I hope at Survivor Series that they do the champion versus champion again, because we didn't, we don't, we didn't have that the last uh, couple of years, man. Since Roman's held the belt the last three years, we haven't had the champion versus champion kind of bout. You know what I'm saying? That we were looking for. Uh, I think the last time that they did it was uh, Drew McIntyre when Drew faced Roman, uh, and then Drew lost against Roman. Was it was it Drew and Roman or was it um, Big E and Roman? It was it was Drew and Roman the last time that they had the um, the raw the raw champion versus the SmackDown champion. It was Drew and Drew and Roman in twenty twenty. Um, for the belts and Drew, Drew Drew McIntyre lost that that fight. I I think I think they I think they admittedly admitted that they messed up by letting Roman keep his belt as long. I watched the thing where even Kurt Angle was saying that like you could say he he's great and all that, but it's 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 getting it has gotten stale and it's people be like oh Roman can keep it another year. Who 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 will keep on watching it for another year if they're not building up stuff? Even on those Sammy, they Sammy never got hit shot like you know, like I guess like they should have. But they built that up. Like right now, Roman's not on TV because they don't got shit for Roman to do. So if so Roman having a belt right now really don't mean nothing. And after a while, it's not gonna mean nothing. When you had two belts, when you had a main belt on SmackDown and you had a main belt on Raw, regardless of whatever show you preferred, you prefer one champion over the other. So having a Roman still is gonna. That's why I said Cody's gonna get that belt because Roman still had to lose the belt because Roman keeping the belt for another month, another month, another year. It'd be different if wrestling that come on every week. He could keep the belt for five years and nobody would care. Like back in the days when you had uh, Bruno you know, San yeah, 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 yeah. You could do that because these guys weren't on TV. That was territory. That was territory wrestling. It was different time. Yeah, that's. That's like if we had a belt and we actually wrestled for the belt. All four, all four of the people in this group wrestled for the belt. And we keep getting our ass beat because there's only one real wrestler in the belt and the other three don't really know what the hell we doing. So we just jumping in the ring, getting our ass beat over and over and over and over and over. Who the hell going to want to keep watching it? So they, I'm telling you, like... Roman, Roman is not the guy everybody think he is. And, he's, and it's, it's it's not Roman's fault. It's the writer's fault because they have put themselves in this hole. 
even now, Roman don't got nobody to fight unless they finally do the Bobby. They already done shoved. Uh, they got Cody fighting Brock for whatever reason. There's nothing to come from this match with Cody and Brock. Nothing. It may be a good match, but there is nothing in the main scheme of things. Sammy not even looking at Roman no more. Sammy is worrying about the Usos. Bray Wyatt probably never coming back a damn again. Uh, Gunther, they're not ready to move Gunther up. Who Who's left? So this guy is going to show up. Now he's going to show up even less because he ain't even got no contenders. <laughs> who, 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 why, would, why would Roman show up for the next four months? This dude, they turned this dude into Hulk Hogan in the WCW. Like, and, and Paul Heyman is damn near, and damn Eric Bischoff. And y'all remember how bad WCW was when Hogan had the belt for so long for, like, you know, it don't make no sense. So I'm telling you, Roman has to lose the belt. He has to lose the belt in the next couple of pay-per-views. And they realize, they realize that now. They ain't got no choice. I mean, I may be wrong. I know you want to see Roman keep the belt for the next 30, 40 years till he be defeat Megatron. He going to defeat he gonna defeat. <laughs> He's going to defeat Skeletor. Roman, the whole entire cast of the Avengers. See, <laughs> phase one. You want him You want him to have the belt forever. We we all know. But, I mean, come on, man. I, I, I can't keep watching it. I swear, I can't. I can't. Oh, man. We might have to do some TikToks. Roman versus... <laughs> Roman versus anybody. And just... just everybody just get their ass with by Roman. You know what I'm saying? Um... <laughs> Man, I, I would want to see Roman hit the, the thousand day mark, and I think they need to build up the rest of the wrestlers on the on the roster to be able to, to contend with Roman Reigns as star. But I really don't see anybody doing that, and I and I think ultimately the person that's going to take the belt off of Roman is going to be somebody that's within the bloodline, and I think that he will be okay with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, that's that's the only story that makes sense to me because if if not then why have Drew McIntyre and Edge and Daniel Bryan and all of these Cody Seth Rollins all of these main event superstars fight Roman Reigns and for them to lose you know what I'm saying and I and to be honest with you this new belt is going to be a sub belt I'm looking at this new belt even though it's a heavyweight championship I'm looking at this new belt. Like it's the end of the Continental Championship or the U.S. Championship because they still have not beat Roman Reigns. And no matter if they take both of the belts off of Roman, he just has one belt. No matter what brand he is, he is still Roman Reigns. That's right. That's right. He is still Roman Reigns. You still have to beat Roman Reigns. So whoever is this new champion, it don't matter because they still have to beat Roman Reigns to, to call themselves feet. Champion, and I don't see nobody right now getting close to that except for Solo. Solo is the only guy that I know who has had an undefeated streak. He only lost one match since his so, debut. Solo not Solo not ready. You got to look at the crowd too. Look at the pop. I like. I wouldn't mind seeing Jay take it off of him, but Jay 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 not ready for that. They're not um, ready for that. I think Solo could be ready if 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 Paul Heyman aligns himself with Solo Sokoa. But the fact is the fans ready for that? Listen to listen to everybody pop from the next couple of pay-per-views. Cody, Cody pop is 
Cody is there. Cody Pop is crazy. Cody Pop, for, he the only one that got damn pyro. Ain't nobody, can't nobody else afford it. Like, he did. Cody, got, <laughs> Cody got about $13 million in pyro every week. He came I out. Know, I know, if I'm a wrestler, if I'm a wrestler, man, and I'm seeing this guy come out and all this pyro and smoke and then everybody, the fans into it. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm gonna feel some kind of way. Let me ask you: You a wrestling Mister Everything? You ever had somebody, an opponent, that have all the bells and whistles come out, the little sparklers and smoke and shit and, and pyro and babies being thrown uh, uh, at the ring and shit? You you ever seen somebody with an amazing entrance? What does that do to the psyche of the of the of the uh, opponent that's in the ring when you see somebody come out to a a, a great entrance and a pop where everybody in the ring uh, in the, in the arena pops? How, what kind of what does that do to the psyche of the person that's sitting in the ring waiting for their opponent to come? Uh, you would have to ask all my opponents. <laughs> Good answer, sir. Uh, Good answer. <laughs> I, I used I used to be the guy that would have like the whole bells and whistles with my entrance. Uh, when I first started, I used to come out with the confetti, uh, you know, popper gimmicks, uh, and then I used to come out with uh, models. They used to walk to the ring with me. Um, and then, you know, and it gradually got bigger and bigger. Uh, I actually went to the ring on a return to a company. I rode on the back of a, over on the, on the back of a Harley. Uh, somebody rolled me into the arena and, uh, you know, that, that guy's a, a big pop. And even, even the guys in the back, because nobody knew I was there and they knew they didn't know what was going on. So they were, it's like a big, uh, almost like a big Royal Rumble style match. And so they was all sitting around. Like number one was already in the race. They was like, "Who's number two? Who's number two? And everybody's looking around. Like, "Who's number two? And then they heard my new music, and they didn't know who that was. And then they heard the the motorcycle running. And it was like, "Who's who's turning on a mo? Who has a motorcycle inside of the arena?" And they seen this this bike come down the aisle, and they see me standing on the back of it with a helmet on, with a bike helmet on. And they're like, "Who is this? Like we." Like everybody's in the back talking about who is this? Like who what's going on right now? Oh, uh, and then when it finally got revealed to be me, oh, uh, I once I got to the back, everybody was like, Only you, right? <laughs> only you. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, only me. Oh, uh, but it, it's it's either going to hype the individual up that you're getting in get ready to get in the ring with, to you know, the adrenaline's gonna start pumping and they're gonna start feeling the energy from the fans because of your pop or it's going to tear them down to where they're going to start doubting themselves like maybe maybe I ain't ready for this. Um, that, that audience energy can make or break you because it's it's so much. Like you take on so much with it. So if you're not ready for it, like when I did Monday Night Raw and I was sitting in the middle of the ring as a lot of sister, as LP mentioned, it didn't bother me. But you know, the other guys are like, man, I don't, I don't know how, how I'm going to do and you just go out there and just do it. You know, the the crowd's energy is going to help you either get over the the nervousness or it's going to take you under the nervousness. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, great entrances is always a big thing. And when you have the crowd really get behind you because of your entrance, that's when you're over. And is it what you do in the ring? And is it your, your mic skills? When they follow, when they're behind you because of your entrance, that's when you know you're old. Ooh. Oh, man. 
always think that uh, somebody with a great interest and they coming in, I, I think I would be a little nervous. It depends on who it is, man. Like an undertaker. If it's an undertaker, I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> I'm, I'm immediately terrified. And even with Roman Reigns, man, you look at his interest, man, and the grand spectrum of things. And I'm like, man, this guy has a really good interest. Um, and it's kind of intimidating to a lot of the people that's in the ring because they like his his whole aura about him screams greatness when he comes into the ring. Um, and I think that can be very intimidating for a lot of wrestlers, man. And as a fan, I love to see it. But as a as a wrestler, I can I can imagine that some people with some really great interests can be really intimidating, especially when you hear the fan interaction and everybody is losing their freaking minds when this one person comes down. And you're right. I think a little doubt might set in, but like, hmm, maybe I'm not quite as popular as I thought I was. Very interesting standpoint, Mr. Everything. We're going to have to go over the best WWE interests or best interests of all time on a later show, man. But this was an absolutely amazing show. Uh, we went on a little bit over time, man. Um, but fellas, let the beautiful people know what you guys going on and where can they find you. Let me go, LP. As always, you can find me on Instagram, spread the word out. One click photography shoots. Uh, like I said, right now, I'm just putting the information and the stuff from the last week's show. I'm still doing photos as, as always. That don't never stop. So if you need to keep out my page for my next event and any booking, just let me know. Let's work. All right, man. If you guys want to check out some of LP's work, uh, you go on all of his social media. You can check out some snippets and clips from the fashion show uh you will be impressed and you're gonna wish that you were there so uh check out all of the great content and stuff that lp got going on mr everything what you guys going on and where can the people find you oh man as always i'm always wrestling um got the business getting ready to get started um, the personal training and professional fitness. Uh, I mean, professional training and personal fitness uh, business. Get ready to get started. Just putting things together. Uh, some things have changed with my social media. So on Instagram, it is now Roosevelt Conyers LLC. It's no longer official underscore Miss Everything. Uh, I got to start doing everything kind of towards the business. Um, I will in the near, very near future make a separate Instagram account for just the wrestling, but as of right now, I'm starting putting everything towards the, the official business. Um, you guys can go to my website now, RooseveltConyersLLC.com. That's R-O-O-S-E-V-E-L-T-C-O-N-Y-E-R-S-L-L-C.com. And check me out, man. I, I got some packages going on for um, personal fitness. Um, and if you, you need help with anything, just contact me and let's make some things happen. Let's get people healthy and let's get these performers ready to go out there and perform to their top level. All right. Awesome, man. Listen, we're going to have to get some, uh, some, uh, Mr. Everything's fitness tips <laughs> coming up soon, man. Uh, some of the things that you can recommend for people to do to target certain problem areas in their bodies and, uh, to help with health, man. Um, so I think that'll be really cool for you to do, you know what I mean? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. One one big thing is uh if you're trying to lose weight, stop drinking water. Stop drinking water? Do not drink water while you do your workouts. Water adds weight. Dude, I can drink soda. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I didn't say soda. I didn't say soda. I didn't say soda. Okay. If you get a ring, Pedialyte or something. Don't just drink water. It's going to add weight. Well, you said no water, no soda. I was like, when I got to drink my spit? But, you know, Gatorade, <laughs> Gatorade and Pedialyte. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, man. Thank you for that health tip, Mr. Everything. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Uh, check out some of the good things I got going on. Um, and if you want, to follow this show, we got all kinds of social medias. So you can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can follow our Facebook page at the Best at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can follow our Twitter at Best Damn Crew, and you can follow our Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you just so happen to have a TikTok, you can follow us on TikTok at Best Damn wrestling podcast and if you want to support the show financially what well, the only thing that you have to do is go to our patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast for as little as five dollars you can get mugs cups shirts hoodies all kind of goodies for your pleasure so go over to our patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast and support the chat. Um, fellas, you know, we got to do this each and every week. Before we end the show, we always got to leave the people with a final word or word of advice to get through life. Uh, let me shoot this over to LP. Do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Uh, much like I said earlier, man, just, just set them goals and stay focused. You know, do what you got to do to make it happen, and it's going to happen. Set goals. Write them down. Uh, make it happen, you know. Put your actions into work. Ain't that right, LP? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's how you got to do it. Don't let nobody stop you. Yeah, Don't that's how you put. That's how you put on a multi-million dollar uh, fashion show like your boy LP. Uh, <laughs> write that thing down, make it reality. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's a beautiful word from the resident villain of the best damn wrestling podcast, LP, uh, Mister Everything. Do you have a final word? For the beautiful people. Absolutely. So there's a Japanese word called muichiro. Muichiro means get it again. Try it again. You cannot fail as long as you try, try, and try again. There you go. Um, you have a better chance of success if you keep on trying. You know what I'm saying? Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Ain't that right, Mr. Everything? Just the way you sung it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, beautiful people, I guess my final word would be um, be honest with yourself. 
you know, be honest with yourself and be honest with your truth. You know, whoever you are, don't hide who you are from people. If you want to just show them certain sides of you because you don't trust them, that's okay. But it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to trust in yourself. It's okay to trust in your abilities. It's okay to believe in you. The most valuable thing that you can ever do for yourself is to believe in yourself. And all of these things that we're saying on the podcast, believe, you know, write it down, believe in yourself, trust in your abilities, all that stuff. It all uh, focuses on you and improving yourself, your health, uh, your mental stability in your overall life. So trust in yourself, trust in your abilities. You can do it. I'm echoing the same thing that the fellas are echoing today. It's all about self-love and self-improvement and do what you got to do to get yourself back on track. If you fell off the bike, it's okay. Get your ass back up there and keep on paddling. That's the final word for your boy Brian Renegade. Uh, beautiful people, thank you for joining us. Fellas, it's always a pleasure. We will see you next week on the next best wrestling podcast. Fellas, I'll holler at you guys next week. Beautiful people, we bid you again.